Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out our program. We always appreciate your time as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with the holistic wealth managers of the company of Mott Associates and Wilson Group Financial, Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, once again joining me on the program as we talk about these topics, serving you throughout the Florida area. They got an office in Orlando and Bradenton, and you can give them a jingle anytime you have a question or concern. If you hear a useful nugget or two of information and you think, yeah, I need to talk to somebody about that, make sure you reach out. Out and talk to him before you take any action at 800-779-4592. It's 800-779-4592. They'll be happy to get you set up for a time to have a conversation and a consultation. And of course, as always, please check us out online at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. While you're there, subscribe to the program, give us a like, give us a share, all that good kind of stuff. We would appreciate it. Gents, welcome in. How are you this week? Jude. I am doing awesome. We're in Bradenton today, both Mike and I, mm-hmm. and it's just a shy under 99 degrees. Just a shy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how are you besides sweltering? Other than sweltering, I'm doing great. You know, got a chance to play golf yesterday and it was oh. hot yesterday too, but, but sometimes you, you, you just have it? to suck it up and yeah. go ahead and do it. So, okay. Early morning golfing or late in the afternoon, evening type of thing. I mean, in the oh, evening. no. Crack of dawn. Crack of dawn. Okay. You got to be out there early. That's right. Well, you know, as we've told listeners before, you guys are in Florida. I'm hosting the show from my studio in North Carolina. And so I'm pretty comfortable. We're pretty close in the temperature range, usually just a few degrees apart. Uh, If you're 99 today, I think we are at 96. So, yeah, we're right there with you. (laughs) Humidities are usually pretty close to. We usually get to uh, pretty sticky humidity, but you guys usually, you know, top the charts when it comes to the humidity factor. So that's what makes the real difference. We swim to work. That's right. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, listen, speaking of real fast and folks hang with us, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to some financial stuff here in just a second. I promise you. But before we do weather comparisons, Mike, you came back from Portugal. We talked on the last podcast. You had a, a vacation coming up. You were going overseas. How was it, and how did Portugal compare to Florida? Is it hot and sticky, too? No, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was about 70 degrees every day. Oh, wow. Um, the only downside, the last day we did fly into Frankfurt, Germany, and it was 101. Ooh. So it was like jumping from the refrigerator into the sauna. So, Ooh. But Portugal is just absolutely beautiful, and we had a wonderful time. I learned a lot of very interesting things about Portugal that I didn't know, so... It's always great to go to a different country and hear from the guides and listen to what they have to say. And you begin to appreciate just, I guess, how young our country is or how old theirs are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's Now, I think a a lot of times for Americans who never get the chance to travel, they just really don't get the perspective of really, to your point, how young our, our country is and all the things we've gone through in the short time we've been a nation really does in some ways, it pales in comparison to a lot of other countries, but it's also pretty impressive the amount of things we've done in such a short time frame. So I always think it's good advice that if you can get out of the country and go for a travel to see some of the world, it certainly helps your perspective along the way. And then you also get to see other cultures and you know interesting things while you're there. 
Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I had a great time. Well, fantastic. Awesome. Good to hear. We'll talk more about it on maybe a next podcast. We'll see if you got some, an interesting story or something to share with us. But for now, let's hit our main topic, guys. Let's talk a little 401ks this week on the program. Really, I want to talk about maybe some weaknesses that they have because overall, they're a good, powerful retirement savings tool, a very useful tool for people, but they are not perfect in their structure, Whether whatever alphabet soup you want to go with, whether it's the 401k or the 403b or the TSP or the 457, right? Whichever one you're talking about, they still have some imperfections in some places where weaknesses can pop up. So let's hit it off with administrative costs. They're not cheap for the employer and that those costs are going to typically get passed on to you. Absolutely. What has happened within the last few years or so, the government has required 401ks to show the cost to all of the participants but most people still don't know how to read those costs. If you look at your statement, sometimes the costs are expressed as a percentage. Sometimes the costs are expressed as a dollar amount. But the one thing that anybody that's participating in one of these retirement plans should know is that they can ask their HR department if the costs are reasonable because the employer has the responsibility to do a comparison their plan against other plans so that they know that those plans are being charged reasonable cost. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to know how necessarily how to read the cost. You just really need to be able to ask your HR department, hey, are the costs we paying reasonable and what are you doing to make sure that those costs are reasonable? Yeah, no, I think that's a great place to start. Mike, any thoughts? Well, you know, it does seem that in some points that the cost was pretty prohibitive. The wonderful part about disclosures is I think that's beginning to drive some costs down because once things get out in the sunshine and <laughs> people start to see that right. and, and they are able to compare, I think it's probably going to just do nothing but help that situation going forward. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with the Secure Act and the Reza Act that are going mm-hmm. through the House and Congress right now. There's some things in there uh, when it comes to retirement plans that are supposedly going to help businesses out, probably more small businesses, but we'll still see how that affects administrative costs and things of that nature to kind of make it more accessible and easy for people to save for retirement. But anyway, sticking with our topic, moving on, some weaknesses of the 401k, mutual funds, and not a whole lot else is what's in there, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, we always have to look and say, well, just mutual funds. And we can make the statement, well, there's some cheaper versions, things like ETFs or right. individual equities, which some 401s you can use individual equities, but most are just mutual funds. The good news is mutual funds are automatically diversified in some respects. So that's really a benefit, not a negative. And I guess the other part is, and it's kind of indicative of all the 401ks is it's kind of like going to the cafeteria. You get to choose what's on the line. So your choices are usually limited to whatever the employers decided should be put on the plan. And they are responsible for making sure that there's plenty of ingredients on the line, so to speak, so that you can pick. But in some cases, that also increases the complexity of it all because most folks that are investing in their 401k really don't know how to do the asset allocation. Yeah. I've seen plans with up to 50 to 55 different mutual fund choices. Most people are not going <laughs> to try to figure out which one of those mutual funds. And now the trend seems that more and more employers are going to a very short menu 
of mutual funds, just looking at every asset class and having one or two mutual funds in every asset class. But one of the things that's exciting that we've been doing working with our clients is some 401k companies offer a self-directed option, meaning there is a a brokerage window within the 401k. You don't have to move your money outside of the 401k, but through that brokerage window, you can hire a money manager to offer other investments outside of the normal menu of you know the 10 to 12 different mutual funds. So what we've been doing is we've been working with some of our clients that have that to develop a more custom portfolio for them. So you should really ask your employer, is there a self-directed option? Sometimes they call it a brokerage window. That opens up the choices to you. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to, let's talk about those choices some more, Jude and Mike here a little bit. A lot of times inside the 401k, you do have limited asset classes. A lot of times, some of those mutual funds, like we just mentioned, it's usually just large cap. There's a smattering of some other things in there, some mid, some small, but a lot of times it is usually large cap and not a lot else from the asset class world. And there's a lot of out there, a lot of things out there. So uh, another place where there might be a weakness to the 401k. Absolutely. One of the things that we've seen in the research of diversification and building out a portfolio that's really well diversified is looking at international and emerging markets and how sometimes the United States is not the best performing country as far as the returns of the different mutual funds within that selection, domestic funds. So if you look outside of the United States and you see some of the emerging markets, and you see how fast they're growing as opposed to how fast we're growing, it gives you opportunity not only to diversify domestically, but abroad, but also a possibility of having better overall returns. You know, one of the other things that people should notice today is there's now a lot of what they call target date funds. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't really understand what those are. But within those funds, depending on whether you want to be conservative to aggressive, but also the target date when you plan on retiring. So if you have a target date of 2050 as opposed to a target date of 2020, then they automatically create a diversified portfolio that kind of has more equities in the 2050 fund versus the one in the 2020. Or to say it differently, the volatility of that fund is much greater for the longer term normally, and it's a lot less volatility on the one that's shorter because they make it more and more conservative by adding fixed income to the shorter duration. So in many times, yeah, there's still mutual funds because a target date fund is still a bunch of mutual funds inside of one fund, but it can make it simpler for some folks to, in order to pick. Yep. Well, absolutely uh, agree. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry about that, Jude. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I absolutely agree because if most people don't, they've heard of diversification, oftentimes clients will say, you know, I know I don't need to have all my eggs in one basket, but when I actually look at a client's 401k statement, <laughs> right. they'll have five different funds yeah. and those five funds, the top 10 holdings will be very similar. Right, so they're right. not really diversified. Yeah. Yeah. They're def definitely almost always seems like they're large cap kind of to kick this portion of this off. Well, let's, let's talk one more piece here on some exposing some 401k weaknesses and 
that's really if if you're looking to get conservative, I'm going to let you guys obviously chime in because you do this every day and I'm just a radio host. But if you're looking for conservative investments, a lot of times we'll hear people say you need to start to transition out of or away from the 401ks as you get closer to retirement because there's not a lot of choices for being conservative. Maybe some bond funds, maybe a stable value fund. But a lot of times they're still riskier, right? Because they're still taking advantages of stocks in the market and so on and so forth. You're absolutely right. What I've seen recently with a client who was asking for some advice was they had a stable fund, just like, as you said, stable fund is basically a money market fund. You know, it's not going to earn very much. And then the next most conservative fund was a high yield bond fund. Oh, <laughs> cheaper. So <laughs> for those people that may be listening, a high yield bond fund is what we used to call back in the day a junk bond fund. Right, right. They got a makeover in a new shiny name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you had a choice between making very little or risking a lot in the fixed income portion. You know, I, I think also there is another option for those people that are 59 and a half, and some people don't know that, is, you know, doing an in-service transfer. Because sometimes if you're over 59 and a half, and this all came as a result of some of the debacles in the past, Enron and et cetera. So they've, they've said that in most 401ks have the capability to do an in-service transfer where you can transfer a portion of the money out of the 401k into an IRA directly, so you don't end up paying taxes on it. And then you can make some more conservative choices based on a, the world's menu rather than the 401k's menu. And if people were willing to take it, and, and the whole point is you don't have to quit your job, you because normally in order to get money from a 401k, you have to separate from service, but you don't have to do that with this in-service transfer. That would enable people to look for more conservative or guaranteed investments that they might not have an opportunity to get after within the 401k. Mike, that's such a great point because what we've done for some clients that have reached that bar 59 and a half, you've heard us talk about our bucket plan several times, making sure your money is structured in three different categories that each have a specific purpose and a time frame. When clients meet that bar 59 and a half, we can construct that bucket plan for them without them having to, you know, resign or separate from service. So it's a great opportunity because at 59 and a half, you know, you're getting closer to that retirement age or that point in which you're going to make work optional. And it'd be a great opportunity for you to construct your bucket plan then than to wait five or six years before you actually really pull the trigger for retirement. Yeah. In fact, and I'll kind of jump on that same bag just for a second, because if you're 59 and a half, and we talked about the soon bucket is the first 10 years of retirement, well, you're in that red zone anyway. Mm -hmm. And we believe that you should be building that soon bucket. And one of the ways to do oh. that is to do that in service transfer and then start to build the soon bucket outside the 401k, which is a lot easier to do because you have so many more choices. Well, it sounded like somebody had a great idea because I heard the ding. So yeah. <laughs> the light bulb went off. <laughs> well, I tell you what, folks. So uh, look, a lot of good information here when you're talking about the 401k. Again, a great tool, but not perfect. So having a conversation with your advisor about some of these things, how to really when it comes with any vehicle, a financial vehicle, having a conversation 
not just once, not when you just get the product. Also, later on, as things are moving, say, is this still the right thing for me? Is this thing doing what I need it to do now at the time of life that I'm in now? So always a good conversation to have. If you need a little help with some of those things, of course, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast is to offer those useful nuggets of information. And then hopefully it's up to you to take a little action on it. Reach out to Jude and Mike at 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. And guys, I want to tee up real fast before we say goodbye this week. We've got some guests coming on the podcast in a few weeks as the year starts to uh, kind of get into fall. We've got some good guests coming up. But first, we're going to have Tom Hegna. Tell us a little bit about Tom and just what's on the docket. Well, I had an opportunity to meet Tom Hegna. And for those people that are listening, if you're not familiar with Tom, he is the authority and an author on retirement income planning. You know, there's two phases of your retirement, of your financial life accumulation phase when you're saving money and the distribution phase when you're using the money that you save to support your income. The strategies for coming down the mountain are completely different from going up. And Tom is the expert. He has a PBS special. He has a book called Paychecks and Playchecks. Also another book called Don't Worry, Retire Happy. So we're very fortunate that we're going to have an opportunity to interview Tom. Yeah, and there's a few others coming a couple weeks after that, too. Um, You don't have to go into all of them, but I think there's one other gentleman. Well, we've talked so many times about our bucket plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to have the author of the bucket plan book. And I think you guys can hear directly from the horse's mouth how he came up with the strategy and, and why it works so effectively. All right, folks. That's well, oh, Smith. I'm, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say I forgot. Totally forgot to do that. What was his name again? Jason Smith. All right, so Jason Smith will be on as well. So look for those upcoming podcasts, folks. We'll probably have Tom on sometime in September, and then we'll probably have Jason on sometime in October. So look for those coming up here on Plan Wise Retire Free. We'll be back with more, of course, as we usually do on the podcast here in a couple of weeks with Jude and Mike from the company of Mott & Associate and Wilson Group Financial. Give them a call again if you have questions or concerns before you take any action. 800 779 4592. Again, check us out online and subscribe to the podcast, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Guys, thanks for your time this week. Try not to swelter too much, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time here on Plan Wise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.